Hello there. Welcome back to the Library of Audio Fiction. I'm the Acquisitions Librarian. I collect all the new dramas, books, stories, actual plays, and a few other things. If you've come to listen to new trailers, don't forget, the trailer machine doesn't work here anymore. So if you search in your podcatcher for audio fiction trailers, you'll find a dedicated feed of all the new trailers that I find and want to be included. If you're interested in what I've been listening to recently, feel free to stick around. I've got some new things and something that is a little older that I've enjoyed before, but I've come back to. Firstly, Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane, a fan fiction of sorts, I suppose. Fan drama, rather, because it's presented as a full cast, dramatised podcast. Looking at essentially some of the romance between Spider-Man and Mary Jane and how that progresses in a very short form. This is only three episodes, less than an hour total, from sort of early days through to later on in their relationship, with each story also relating to another sort of love, so familial, romantic, or slightly jealous. It's remarkably well put together for a fan drama. The uh, voice acting is excellent. The Peter Parker is very well toned for that sort of young adult, late teenage, early 20s. We're never quite sure, but, you know, that sort of Peter as not quite a child, not quite an adult, and his responses both to Mary Jane and the various supervillains with some nice banter thrown in, so some nice witty writing there. But there's also a surprise amount of depth given to the, the villains of the pieces. Uh, I think we have the Rhino, Dr. Octopus, and I think is Molten Man, but I'd need to double check. Given that they've got maybe sort of 10 to 20 minutes each, it's very quickly sort of brought in and wound up. And it's very well bookended. So it's sort of introduced this episode by The Watcher, a nice little thing from the recent Multiverse What If series. But it's a quite a cool bookending approach to Spider-Man, so I quite like that. But yes, it's out and complete. A nice quick lesson, but quite impactful, so highly recommended. Then more in the single episode range, it's iHeartRadio's new comedy, Brewster High. Now, I like the conceit here. So, first things first, it's a true crime documentary of sorts, in that it's set in a school. It's presented as one of the school journalists called Clara, and her notes, or recordings occasionally, investigating what happened on the playing field during a particularly strained game of Ultimate Frisbee in which the poor victim broke his entire body. Obviously, more ultimate than usual. I want to like it, and honestly, the comedy is fun. It has some really nice sort of scene change jokes where it's presented as if Clara is writing her notes, this story's going to be amazing, it'll break the walls off, so on and so forth. And of course, then someone chips in with, do you know you're still in my office? And it's also just silly. It sits on the same sort of tone as A Very Fatal Murder, uh, The Onion, produced a long time ago. But... It's iHeartRadio, which means there's adverts, and there's so many adverts. I didn't bother counting all of them, but there's at least six to eight. In half an hour of podcast, that is too many adverts, especially when it's all mid-flow. And also three of them, same advert for a podcast about, you'll change your mind on astrology. I won't. It's always been nonsense. And three adverts, exactly the same. Not going to change that. So I would like to keep listening. I absolutely won't, because no. I cannot be bothered with that much interruption and just frustration. I don't know if they pay for like an exclusive version. If they do, you could investigate that, but I don't know. Don't care enough at this point. Then something a bit shorter in the first episode, the Holland case. It's somewhat Nancy Drewish with Charlotte Miller coming back to town to try and solve the murder of her mother's friend while enlisting the help of the local sheriff's daughter. Not sure if there's going to be a romance thing there or not. Could be either way, could just be sort of girl detectives 
could be a romance thing. Not sure. Only had about 10 minutes with it thus far, but nice spiky dialogue between the two. It's a good duet. So it's worth going back to that one. Sticking with crime, but back to fan drama, almost. It's The Rise of Hans. This is an entertaining one, because it essentially looks at Hans Gruber, of Die Hard fame, before he got caught in a skyscraper. So it's like way back before his time as sort of the Communist Party, or a socialist community of sorts acting as a protest group, when he realises that, okay, socialism, okay, better, guns and suits. It's just kind of funny. It's unexpected. It's not hilarious, but it just sits in that nice little space where it's like, here's a character you know with a slightly dodgy German accent, and that sort of dry wit is all there. So that nice little sardonic, yes, I prefer the suits. Are you complaining? It's just lovely. Really quite satisfied with that one. We'll definitely keep listening to that. Tried starting another actual play. I'm going to keep dropping in and out of actual plays because they're long. This one called Afterlife. I liked the idea of it. So the synopsis of this is that the players or characters are all dead. So they've died under various circumstances, woken up in the land of the dead and have to kind of fight their way back to the living to earn a second chance. But I'm mostly confused. A little over an hour, two DMs, and there's a lot of things thrown in very quickly here. And that I found, I wasn't quite sure exactly who the characters were sometimes. And I also wasn't quite sure from some of the descriptions exactly what was going on. So it just, it bounced around a lot. I think it's telling a story in media res, but it doesn't quite make it obvious enough. I feel like either a little step back or a bit more repetition, a little slower pacing could have helped it a bit. Might go quite well. I mean, the chemistry's good, you know, well recorded. There's none of that fuzz you get with sort of different microphone setups occasionally. So it's it hangs together pretty well. I just found myself a bit lost, which made it quite hard to get invested in the story. My God, it's all fan fiction this week. Okay, so another short one, but The Glass Cryptographer. This is a Sherlock Holmes uh, adaptation of sorts, but Sherlock Holmes in the future. So essentially someone sort of built a copy of Sherlock Holmes from the novels, short stories, take your pick, and has put him in a tube, or built him in a tube, I guess. And the first episode is just him or rather Watson, telling the story of, of how Sherlock taught him the story, what it was like in the tube. This is slightly mad, but a good sort of mad, in that you've got... Was it a tomb? No. No, Watson. It couldn't be a tomb. I wasn't dead. It's just a really nice style. Sherlock adaptations obviously drift from serious to comedy quite a bit. Not sure it'll end up, but I liked this. I just enjoyed the working out from first principles of why he was in a tube. Sorry, I'm enjoying the word tube now. Moving rapidly on. From the silliness of Sherlock Holmes, something a bit, I'd say grimmer, but also slightly more serious in general. The Rat King. It's more fake crime slash investigation. Some of that this week. But this is someone investigating a friend's stalker, essentially. Or stalking. And the weird connection it has to, like, infestations. So this poor woman's been stalked over the years by a person from university. And every time he pops up, tends to find, like, mice or rats or insects pop up as well. And you get rid of the infestation, and he vanishes again. This is probably going to toe the line between, like, straight supernatural and maybe magic, maybe mundane. I don't know where it's going to end up in, like, yes, he is the Rat King, or whether it's just one of those thematic elements. Well done, though. I mean, quite a striking story, and a lot of it's sort of monologue-type things, but it's quite well-paced, so... Good listening for half an hour, that one. And finally, ironically, it's One from the Vaults, which for me is One from the Vaults. 
I listened to it either last year or the year before. Again, back to silly. This is essentially a, I want to say a rewatch podcast, but it's a rewatch podcast for things that don't exist. There's been a few of those. Uh, Happy and We Know It, one of my favourites. But in this case, it's for Anvil Horror, obviously a, a ripoff of Hammer Horror, and their various films, which are naturally all terrible. But it's, again, polished. So you have clips of the films, plenty of voice actors popping in to do, you know, the scream scenes or playing bits of terrible old interviews where the actors or directors have slightly dodgy opinions. And it's obviously built around a slow meta plot up to, towards the end of the series, possibly revived dead cat and some sort of cult. But it never says very serious. It's, it's quite a nice, funny line throughout. And yeah, listen to it all the way through again. Only the one series, so it's finished off. Feel free to go and listen to the entire thing. And that's that for this week. Hope you'll find something you enjoy there. Uh, feel free to give me a shout on our Twitter account, at Audio Drama Debut, if you found anything you like, or you want to recommend anything you've listened to. Anyway, cheerio.